welcome to tonight's IPTA Extra Credits course. We are very excited to be having Dr. Jamie Haynes with us. Dr. Haynes teaches full-time as an associate professor in the DPT program at Central Michigan University. She earned her master's in physical therapy from Grand Valley State and her DSCPT in teaching and learning from Oakland University. Dr. Haynes is the clinical faculty for the Central Michigan University Pro Bono Physical Therapy Clinic, Hands for Health. She is a certified neurologic clinical specialist by the American Board of the Physical Therapy Specialists. So tonight, we also are very excited that we have a sponsor for this program. It's Partran Slide Sheets. Partran Slide Sheets can make patient handling tasks easier, including lateral transfers, body repositioning, and moving falling patients. And Jamie will be going over um, all of this with her presentation tonight. There was a link on the registration page if you would like to get a free sample so you can try it out for yourself or if you know of other um, friction sheets. So now I'm gonna turn it over to Dr. Haynes as she gives her presentation on fabulous friction, creative ways to use friction reducing sheets to promote neuroplastic principles. All right, Jamie, it is all yours. Uh, it's funny, I do these webinars all the time and I still forget to hit the button. So does my sound sound okay, Linda? Sounding good. All right, great, okay. So uh, I just wanna thank Linda and the IPTA for inviting me. I'm always excited to talk a little bit of neuro and share some creative ideas with you on how to help um, promote those neuroplastic principles. So uh, I have a lot of videos tonight and so if for some reason the videos look choppy tonight, uh, please let somebody know. And I can, if I uh, take my, uh, if I uh, put my video off, sometimes those videos run a little bit better. So please let us know if those are choppy, they shouldn't be, but uh, we wanna make sure that you can see the videos really well. So we have a lot of demonstrations tonight. So uh, we are talking tonight about friction reducing sheets and, uh, this came about because someone said, well, you've got all these great ideas. Let's let's share them. Let's talk a little bit about friction. So just some disclosures is that uh, I've got permission to use all my videos. I've got some students. I've got some community partners and patients that we work with that have given me permission. And tonight I am receiving a stipend from uh, Jamar or the Patreon uh, family to present but just to let you know, I don't get compensated for any sales if you should go and purchase things. So um, pretty independent there. And most importantly, I am not a physicist. So I promise not to take you back to physics too much uh, from physical therapy school. Um, most of us, that was a nightmare. So, but I do want to talk a little bit about physics. So, um, so I'm going to start out with this quote about friction. A gem cannot be polished without friction nor a person perfected without trials. And so as we talk about friction reducing sheets and the tons and tons of ways that we might use them to help our patients move better, really it is trial and error. So I think all of us know that as physical therapists that we try things, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And it's the same thing with friction reducing sheets. All of these ideas came about from trying them. Some were very successful for some clients, some were not. So just wanting to put that out there that I'm gonna give you some ideas, but really take these uh, try these and see see what you think. So just a reminder what friction and the definition we're going to use tonight is that friction is the force that opposes motion between any surfaces that are in contact. 
And so that's going to be the definition that we're going to work with tonight. We have static friction, which is um, when two surfaces are not moving. So when we're standing still, we have friction between our feet and the floor. And then talking about friction that occurs um, when two, when we're moving on an object or we're moving, um, one object is moving on another. And generally we, you know, in physical therapy, it's all about movement. So we do have some things that we worry about in static, but really it's about moving and moving safely with friction. So the question kind of becomes, is friction our friend or foe? And if you work in neuro or working with geriatrics or work in acute care, these long-term care facilities where people really struggle to move, we know that probably friction can be our friend, but can also be our foe. So let's take a look at some examples. How about sitting at the edge of the bed? When we think about friction, in some instances, I used to work in neuro ICU, I wanted friction sitting at the edge of the bed so my patient didn't slip off. But then sitting at the edge of the bed in order to move or scoot, friction became my foe for most people. It was just difficult to move on those ICU beds. If we think about standing quietly, um, most of the time we want friction, but if we are trying to move and we have someone say Parkinson's disease who is freezing, friction now becomes our foe. So we have a lot of instances. What about bed mobility and rolling and scooting? For most people, those things are more difficult because we have too much friction. We have the body weight on those sticky cotton sheets or the bed sinks in making it really difficult. Um, we have slide board or lateral transfers. So depending on the situation there, uh, the butt gets stuck, the butt gets stuck on the wheel. Um, that can be a problem, but if we don't have enough friction, we can slide off that slide board. So again, I think the point being made is that we want a little bit of both depending on the situation. Think about walking. We want to be able to, when we step and heel strike, we want some friction so that heel doesn't slip, but also we want to make sure that uh, when we go to take a step, that um, if I stub my toe, that, can, that friction can also cause a problem if we don't have that swing phase uh, or a very low swing phase. And then thinking about floor transfers, again, sometimes we want a combination of that. I want my knees to be uh, static and have friction, but when I bring my leg up, I, I might want to slide my foot. So too much friction could be a problem. So just kind of thinking about the different ways that we think about how friction uh, gets in our way for when we're mobilizing people. So friction can be a barrier to really what matters. And we're going to go back to some of those neuroplastic principles, so things like repetitions. If I have too much friction and I can't get those five repetitions in that the research tells us we should, that's going to be a problem. So I want to reduce the friction to get more reps in. Uh, intensity. If it's so difficult for me to roll in bed that it takes all my energy to do one roll, I'm not going to be able to practice intensity. I'm not going to get lots of reps. I'm not going to be able to work hard to get that heart rate up. Task specificity matters. So I want to work on rolling, but if it's too difficult, I can't work on rolling. Important things matter. Can I use friction to um, help me work on the things that I want to work on? Make things important. Make things fun. Make things engagement. And then success matters. So a lot of times, as all of us know, in early mobility, that um, 
if if it's too too hard, that can be really damaging to someone's confidence. So maybe we reduce friction to make things easier and then take that away, add friction to make things more challenging. So success matters. So these are just some things to think about as we go through some of the videos. So as you may or may not know, there's lots of different friction reducing sheets out there. Uh, you might have seen some, or maybe you're using some. We've got a couple here uh, the, that have handles. These are washable sheets that have handles. So maybe you've done a slide board transfer using those friction reducing sheets. There are sheets that are tubular in nature that actually slide on each other. You might have seen uh, full, full length friction sheets uh, on a bed here. Um, and then disposable ones that are either one time use or just for one patient for maybe 10 to 20 times. So lots of different friction reducing sheets out there that you can choose from. So you can decide uh, what you like. So we're gonna start with some videos here and just give you some examples of how friction reducing sheets might be used in various positions. So hopefully this is not plain too choppy and we'll just kind of talk through this. These are some of my students doing uh, some heel slides or body slides with the feet stationary. Um, you can see that it's very easy. Here I'm working in kind of a bridge motion, uh, working on moving my feet, doing uh, forced use on those legs. I'm working on reciprocal motion. You don't have to do this with your butt in the air. Um, you'll see in the next video that we're using the slide sheet to scoot so I can make it easier to move my feet, whether I've had a stroke or Guillain-Barre or really any position. We flip to prone here, and I know this is a little bit smaller video, but you can see how I can swipe. I use this a lot with our folks with spinal cord injury, working on mobility and weight shifting in positions. You can see that it's making it much easier. I can get a huge array of motions. I can do some closed chain work or reciprocal motion here. Um, so those are some ideas that uh, generally I use a lot with friction reducers in prone. Uh, here's some ideas in seated. Let me grab that video. Where is it going? There we go. So sitting on high perch, working on either a forced use of the left leg or some work on if the impaired leg is on that right leg. So you can see how we might use that here. We're doing some slide transfers. I love friction reducing sheets for working on slide transfers and using this for a circuit or doing this for time. This is great for people who are not yet moving very well, um, using it for balance and mobility, especially in those acute care beds where everything is just so sticky because of the cotton and cotton sheets. Uh, here, I'm kind of scrubbing with my elbow. This is great for um, working shoulder stability and moving side to side, really encouraging more range of motion. I can use it when I'm reaching. I can be very dynamic, especially if you go back and forth, back and forth and get a lot of repetitions in. Uh, here is a client example that I wanna show. So if we watch this, this person, uh, this lady Jan, we're gonna see her later, uh, had a traumatic spinal cord injury at T10. And the students are working with Jan. She came to us uh, about nine months after her injury, really impaired, not able to balance well. Her goal was transfers. 
And so this is a picture of her. We're using an overhead harness to kind of support her so she can practice. And you can see she's got some really small scoots. Her butt kind of gets caught on the wheel a little bit. You can see the friction. She um, doesn't have great shoulder motion because of her trauma. She had some shoulder trauma. So you can see this is really, she's working hard. She's getting some really small scoots, but she's not clearing her butt very well. So I think that's pretty common early in rehab when we're trying to teach someone transfers. You can see that the student therapist behind her is going to probably have to lift her butt up and over a little bit to help get in the chair. So we added the friction reducer underneath her bum to give her some more success. And you'll see one big scoot, two big scoots, three big scoots, and she's on there. And she couldn't believe it. She was like, this is amazing. And so now they're kind of talking about how easy that was and how she can move. So she's going to go back. She wanted to try it again. And you can just imagine how many more repetitions she can get in. Her butt still gets caught on the wheel. The student can use that friction reducing sheet to, to pull and get her over but she scoots over and is able to have a little bit more success. And we ended up going back and forth like 10 times. So uh, it wasn't long, we spent a couple of weeks and it wasn't long after that where we could actually get rid of the um, friction reducing sheet. So that's a really good example of how you might find some success. We really want the patient to do it themselves and experience that without a lot of help. And we were able to do that with that particular um, activity. Okay, let's see. And I see there's a chat. Is that for me? Uh, okay, I was just spots. Okay. All right. So uh, we're going to move on to four points hall kneeling. As a neurotherapist, I absolutely love working in these positions for all sorts of diagnoses. So this is Jan working in tall kneeling um, with the friction reducer on the wall. Here I'm just showing some ideas of upper extremity motion, really working trunk really working range, um, thinking about repetitions. Here I go into kind of a, a four point to tall kneel. The hands could be anywhere and just showing how we can work on some pre-gate, some forced use of that right side or mobility of the left, working on alternating left and right, um, really thinking about pre-gate, how I can work on stance phase or swing through in those positions. This is one of my favorites where we're working on reciprocal, knee forward, knee back, and then actually working on sidestepping to get hip abduction and adduction. So starting to really work on those legs and then actually using it for crawling. So here is a lady, I'm just going to pause this really quick. Um, this was a lady we worked with at a conference. Uh, she was falling and so we put her on the floor. She didn't move, she was scared to move. And we asked her to crawl back and forth. We just laid, this is a, a sheet that is washable and we laid that on the ground and she was able to crawl back and forth and really get a sense for moving again. That's a pretty quick clip here. But just to see this in real time, she was in a harness so she could get up and off the floor. But this was the first time that she had really worked hard because she was so scared to move. So just kind of a real, a real patient example here.
here. All right, we're gonna go to some standing ideas. And again, um, just thinking about, this is just the bare minimum. There's so much. This is one of my favorite for standing at an acute care bed, an ICU bed, where the uh, therapist can be behind, the patient can be in front. This fella here is, well, we went too fast here. I'm gonna go back really quick. We've got time here. Let's go back to this position right here. And you can see that she's standing. We can work on some forced use. If someone has had a stroke, they can really work in standing, working on weight shifting. The bed is in front of them and high. The therapist is behind them, which allows them to be safe. And so you can really do a lot with that friction reducer. This works great on an acute care bed. Again, that's squishy. You don't need a lot of equipment. That friction reducer sheet can go right into your pocket. So she does a couple things here, really swiping, looking range of motion. Here we are using the friction reducing, well, that was quick. Uh, we're using the friction reducing sheet um, to help this gentleman do a swing through. So he's working on his affected side and working on pulling that leg forward and backward on the friction reducing sheet. He's going to come back later when we talk about the arm. Here's some really neat ideas for standing. So sliding and taking steps, oops, sorry about that. Sliding and taking steps against the wall. Great for a home exercise program. If you're worried about someone falling, they can just push against the, the uh, wall. Here, I'm actually doing some forced juice on the left. There's some active movement on the right. I felt like I was dancing, so then I kick in the dance move here, but um, just a lot, <laughs> just trying to be funny there with my guy skeleton there, but just thinking about all the things you could do with the friction reducer. Here's a really, really tough one. Um, in this case, I'm reducing friction to make it easy to go up and down, which can make things harder. Again, here's another view of using walking sticks and working either on swing or working on forced use of the leg that does not have the friction reducer underneath it. So again, lots and lots of ideas, just the beginning of that um, in standing. Okay, so I've got a couple of videos now with some of the community partners that come into our class. Uh, this one here um, with, uh, this is our friend Elizabeth. She should be in a harness. And that's one thing that I would say if you're working friction reducers, we're gonna do some reactive balance with Elizabeth. She has Parkinson's disease. She's very mobile, really good at balance, but really she should, she should be in a harness for this particular activity. So I'm just gonna make that caveat. So she's working on stepping. She's actually doing some cognitive dual tasking while she's stepping. And you can see she does some slipping with that friction reducer to replay reactive balance. But again, I would always put them in a harness, but she's stepping on and off. So pretty advanced, but a great way to work on reactive balance, put them in a harness. I'll say it again and again. So the students learned a lesson that day. This is a pretty unique, uh, we have a lot of uh, uh, assistive, assistive technology to help people walk. This is Jan, this is the same gal that we saw walking or sitting doing the um, transfer. 
And now we've got her KFOs in her harness. And what you can see here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can pause it. Uh, what you can see here is we've taken a friction reducer and we've cut it and tied it around the tip of her toe because she's weaker on that left side. And what would happen as she's walking is that toe would get caught. So for the beginning part of her gait training, we used a TheraBand here to help assist it, but we put a friction reducer sheet uh, around her toe and her med heads. And actually that helps so that when she would weight shift and kick that leg forward, it reduced the friction and she was able to swing that through. Uh, after a while, we were able to take off the TheraBand and she was able just to swing it with the friction reducer on her toe. And then eventually we were able to get rid of the friction reducer on her toe. So kind of a novel, I was pretty proud of that. We kind of tied it around her. So you can cut these, you can do all sorts of things and make them small um, to put in various positions. So that's a pretty cool, I thought that was a pretty novel idea that um, I have to give credit to my students who came up with that one. All right, so those of you who work in acute care or uh, in ICU, this is the um, total lift bed. So we just have some video. I work with the total lift bed uh, at times. And so this is a bed that actually goes up um, and then actually goes all the way up. But you can do this with the flat bed. We'll show that. Um, so I put a friction reducer under the patient's uh, butt and torso. And you could do this in supine. You could do this in a chair. I'll show you, we have a chair video here. So he's doing, I call this my fish flop where he's just going side to side and really working trunk control and weight bearing. Here he is in sitting. You could do this in a jerry chair where the friction reducer um, is underneath his whole body. And actually this could be quite a workout. I've used this quite a bit where I'm doing this for time as if we're doing circuits. So I might do a fish flop for a minute in the sitting position and then ask, ask the client to do uh, transferring to, the, to one side, transferring to the other. The caveat here is that you wanna make sure if you're using this in a jerry chair or a chair that you've got some kind of footboard for the feet to, to be supported. Um, I, you can imagine that if you didn't have a support for the feet, there is a potential for the client to slide out of the chair. And so we, of course, don't want that to happen. So just a reminder to have those feet supported. Um, so you could do one minute, the fish flop, another minute uh, doing lateral transfers. The therapist could be in there helping. I'm not doing a very good job, just kind of instructing. And then go back to the fish flop and then go back to the lateral. You could actually do some pretty neat intervals uh, in, that, in that chair. We'll see what else we come up with here. So here is working on a kind of supine to get off the bed. And I put the friction reducer underneath, again, his butt here. He's in a harness just for safety, but um, you can see that he can go back and forth relatively easy. This is beautiful, absolutely beautiful for that client that you're like so worried that, oh my gosh, now I'm gonna have to swing everything around. So that whole idea of where we learned in school to grab and scoot and turn can be very much simplified by putting a friction reducer underneath um, the patient's bottom. 
Again, the caveat here is once you get them to the edge, you don't want the friction reducer all the way under the, the femur. So you can, I have them in a harness, so I'm not as worried about that. He can't really fall. But if you don't have a harness like this, the friction reducer, if it's all the way under his femur, allows for potential slippage off the edge of the bed. So if you don't have a harness, you can still put this underneath the butt and have him twist, but you wanna make sure it's tucked only under the butt so that at least there's some friction on the distal ends of the thigh and that you're not finding yourself on the, on the edge um, and sliding, sliding off. We never want that to happen. So let's watch him do a couple repetitions here. And this itself could be an activity where he works on scooting forward and backward. He could work on just supine to sitting. Here's another version of that, pushing that friction reducer forward and backward, making rainbows, doing weight shifting. I love this for people with stroke. Um, this is fantastic. I'm safe, they're safe. They've got the bed there. Um, this fella here is not a video. But this gentleman here weighs about 400 pounds. Um, I wish I could, I got to see if I can find the video. But um, we think about dependent lifts. So this is actually a dependent sling that is going to lift, you would use it in place of a Hoyer, but it's a ceiling lift that would dependently lift someone over, someone who's not moving well up out of the bed over to a wheelchair. And we think, well, that's a dependent sling. How can we get this guy to move? Well, what you can do again is put that friction reducer, which is what this sheet is here, underneath his butt. You can place his feet on the bed with friction and ask him to push himself up the bed. So his butt, butt slides on the friction reducer up toward the head of the bed. Then he can pull himself with his heels down the friction reducer. He can spin in a circle. Um, he can just do butt slides on it where he's pulling his butt forward, he's pushing, he's pulling, and that can all be done on in that dependent lift. And for someone like Chris who might be more dependent, that might be quite a workout, but you can work those legs, you can work that core um, even in a dependent sling. So again, that friction reducing sheet really gives us a lot of options. Um, we can bring him way up so he just has a little bit of his butt on there and he's really unweighted or we can bring him down let him have full full butt full full weight on on the friction reducer and have him turn and really and really work so um, that we've used quite a bit um, I've used that quite a bit in in my practice okay so we're also going to think about upper extremity and so what can we do here? So with, this is another one of our community partners working with a student. He has had a stroke. Um, he's got a lot of motion. He's, he's really got some good recovery potential. He has some hand function. He's got some arm movement. And so the student has chosen to put the friction reducer against the wall. Now pushing that friction reducer against the wall, the friction reducer, the friction is less. So I have to push it hard. But then as I'm pushing, now I am going up and down the wall and I'm sli it's sliding pretty easy. So he's got to push to hold the friction reducer on, but then the friction reducer allows him to move his hand more freely in those higher positions. 
Um, this is a great way to work that arm. And she's calling out right now, they're doing that diagonal, but she was calling out um, each of the four squares. So just a really nice way to engage serratus by pressing the friction reducer against the wall. You could do this uh, with surgical, with shoulders. You could bend that elbow and scrub. Uh, you could do that um, for serratus activation. It's a really, uh, really great way to use the wall for the upper extremity. Um, what you see here is this is Mike, the fellow with the stroke that was working on swing through and standing. And we are actually using the friction reducer, friction sheet in two different ways. This is his affected arm right here um, that doesn't have the friction reducing sheet underneath it. And we put the friction reducer underneath his stronger arm and we're asking him to move it. Again, I don't have a video, but he moves it. And as he moves it, it's not completely unweighted, but as he moves it, it's forcing weight to his affected side. So that's one way to use that sheet. Or you can switch it where now I wanna to try to work on mobility of the affected side. So now we put the friction reducing sheet underneath the, um, his affected arm and just working on seeing if we can press through it and get some, get some mobility. So a couple of different ways to think about using the, the sheets for um, upper extremity. Okay, so Here's some more ideas. So we're gonna think about how we might use it for hand function, uh, habiliments, that's getting clothes on and off. And then home, I had to come up with an H word to make it clever. So let's watch this. So thinking about uh, hand function and grip makes it very easy to open and close. I can work on some nice fine motor grip here, MCP flexion. I can work on mass, kind of that lumbrical grip. Um, I could put a hand that's not working very well. I'm going to go back to this. It's a quick, quick video. I can put a hand that maybe doesn't have a lot of individual fine motor on a cuff, and I can isolate shoulder and elbow, kind of in a very, a much more functional position that might be really salient, you know, pulling from, hey, I know, you know, I remember holding a cuff, pulling from the programs that are already uh, hardwired in the brain. So just lifting it up and down. That was an OT friend of mine for idea. Um, thinking about twisting and putting that arm back. And if you notice again, we're working kind of on that wrist uh, flexion and extension without a lot of fine motor. And so it twists beautifully. The friction allows that hand to kind of work in those isolated wrist motions. Okay, and this is great. So these are gonna be fast videos just so that you can get through it and see how we use the friction reducers. So this gentleman here um, has had a stroke that's affected his right arm and sometimes getting clothes on can, we're gonna watch him and you can see how much friction is between the sweatshirt and his body and the arm um, and then the difference of when we try the friction reducing sheet between his body and arm and how much easier that makes that go. So these are fast so that we have time to get through a bunch of examples. So you can see it gets caught. We put the friction reducer on. It's really fast. <laughs> Let's watch that again. I didn't realize how fast that was. 
So you can see he's gonna have a lot of friction between his arm and his torso. This is really where it does get stuck a lot is right here. So the therapist is then going to put the friction reducing sheet between his body and his arm to help that slide a little bit better. So you, oh, sorry about that. Not very good at these videos. Just wanna pause it. So you see, she puts the friction reducing sheet underneath that arm to help it slide a little bit better. That does take some practice and it doesn't work for everybody, but it's it's an idea. I'm sorry, I flipped forward here. All right, and then I'm gonna show you some um, fast videos of using the friction reducing sheets to put on pants. Um, I do have, if you are interested, I do have all of the pant and shoe videos um, in slow motion where I explain how to use the friction reducing sheets. So you can email me and request those videos. I have them all on YouTube. So it's just me explaining how would you go about um, using the friction reducing sheets kind of step by step, but I'll show you uh, in fast motion here. So, this is for donning pants, this is idea. So what we've done here is cut a tubular friction, it's a tubular uh, slide sheet, so it's tubular. You cut an 18 inch strip and place that underneath the foot and you can see that I've crossed it here. And then I'm gonna pull it up to my thigh. And then I'm gonna start pulling my pants because sometimes the hardest thing about getting pants on is getting them around the foot. So you can see that my foot is wrapped in the friction reducing sheet. It's twisted so that it kind of stays in place and um, goes up the shin. And you can see that I've spread it out above my knee and it makes it much easier, especially at the foot here to get the pair of pants over the heel. So that's one kind of neat way to use these. And then what's great is now you see, I'm sorry, wow, my clicker's not going very well. All right, let's try this again. I got both my pants on. Okay, so again, putting that in, You can see I pull it up and then what I'm gonna do, oh my gosh, I apologize. I'm trying to hit that. I'm not doing a very good job here. All right. Okay, there we go. So what will happen is when I'm done, I can pull that friction reducer right out um, of that pant leg. That's kind of cool, I think. Um, goes on pretty quick. I can pull it right out and then I'm gonna repeat it on the other side. And you can see here, what I did this time is I showed just a little bit different technique where you can put the tube, the cut, uh, the cut friction reducing sheet, put my foot into it and actually use it to lift my foot into the second pant leg. And then I'm just gonna slide that foot down into the pant leg. You can cross it, open it up, 
And again, I can pull it up. Now, we've got both the pant legs in. So now, another tough area for people to get their pants on is around their butt, around their bum. So now what you'll do in sitting is put that friction reducing sheet, just shove it, shove it around their butt, shove it in the pants so that it's around the pelvis. And then they can stand. Very attractive, I know. So you can pull it up. I can pull it up one at a time and pull that out. And then to get them back down, you can actually shove them in. To help pull the pants down. And to get the pants off, did you see what I did here? Is I actually pushed the whole friction reducer through the pant leg, spread it out, and makes it super easy. I was really surprised when I did this, how easy it was to pull the pants out. So even if, even if you aren't doing this, or you can tell your OT friends who are working on dressing, but a lot of times we're, we're helping them get dressed, getting dressed as well. But it also can be useful for a caregiver. And so I have taught caregivers how to um, instruct or how to use the friction reducers to make it easier for them for their caregiving. So shoving that friction reducer down that pant leg. Now, if you're working with really, really tight pants, that's not always great. But a lot of times we're working with those looser um, looser sweatpants. All right, now I'm gonna show you the shoes. So the shoes are a little bit different. So ways to put it on for shoes. I'm gonna open the shoe up. Again, you've got that 18 inch, I shove it in the shoe. The shoe slides in and then you simply pull that out. Here's another way to do it with a stool. Put the foot in. I can use it again to assist to put my foot in. The heel's often the problem and then pulling that out and around. So a couple different ways to do that. Here's putting a shoe on with the leg crossed. The big thing is not to get that friction reducer wrapped around the toes um, in the shoe and then easy enough to pull that out. So here's some home exercise programs. So when we talk about couch potatoes, I'm kind of being funny, but also if you want to give something for somebody to do at home, so they're moving and exercise, we can have them sit on a couch and use their coffee table to exercise with. We can use the friction reducer on the couch where they're safe, they're not going to fall off. So even if they're not standing, we can still exercise them. So these are a couple of the ideas that I had um, using that friction reducer to go side to side, scooting on the couch, laying down. You can use that to roll. Like this. Yep. And then. And this is my grandma who's 95. I think this might be an assessment question. So you'll want to pay attention here. But this is my 95-year-old grandmother. We're taking her for Chinese because it's her favorite thing, picking her up from her apartment. And she has a hard time getting into our car because she's short, doesn't have a lot of leg strength. And so we put the friction reducer on 
the front seat. And so all she's got to do is kind of get her butt on that. Slide in, huh? And you can see the yellow seat. She slides right in. Oh, yeah. Nice and slippery. And as she's kind of piles out of the car, makes it again easier for her to get out of the car. So my grandma was very happy to make this uh, make this for us. Lucky to lucky to have her. Nice and slippery. Very good. Very good, she said. She said it was much easier to get in and out of the car. Okay. All right. So this last video that we have is Jan again. So our client from the very beginning where she had the T10 spinal cord injury. She is very much an exerciser, the, those ideal clients that want to keep working. And so uh, Jan's going to talk a little bit about what we did for her home exercise program. She uh, lives in an apartment by herself. Uh, she comes to our pro bono clinic. Uh, she has caregivers come in during the day and they help her, but she really wanted something that she could do on her own and still be safe. And so we gave her a series of uh, exercises uh, in the bed because she's safe in her queen size bed. And she's gonna talk just before we show those videos, she's gonna talk just a little bit about um, how she, what she appreciates about the friction reducers. I have been using them double for um, specific exercises of scooting forward and back, um, turning over from side to side, and Pretty low. my stomach and back over. And it's helped me to increase my strength and stamina and repetition. She's talking about her strength to, and her stamina um, and getting lots of repetition. That type of exercises I can do in my mushy bed. Because the mushy bed. have really helped give me some more confidence of trying different things. Giving her lots of confidence to try to move in different ways on her bed. My repetition and um, kind of gives me a wider range of what I can a do. A wider range of what she can do on her own. And then does I asked her, get up? does her heart rate get up? Does. She said it absolutely does. So here's, here's some of the ideas again. Here's her practicing now without a slide board with students. So getting in and out of her chair. Here's the fish flop. She loved that one for core and then trying to do it through her lower torso. Here's the lateral, um, there's, oh, and the, this is her rolling and turning over in bed. You see, we have two different friction reducers on top of each other to make it extra slippery for her. So for her, moving around in bed was really hard because she had this super squishy bed. So she could really focus on getting repetition and practice. Really made it easier for her just to practice moving in her new body. She's working on sideline hip flexion, exercising, working on repositioning her legs to do her self range of motion. Her yoga, she loves yoga. Again, just giving her, making it easier for her to complete her range of motion. Here's her in higher intensity 
uh, really working shoulders forward, backward. She, used to, she did these in circuits and would do uh, 30 seconds at a time in each direction. Now we're doing lateral scoots. And then I make her do multi-directional. So kind of going in a square. So really helping her with uh, getting her stronger for transfers. And this was her idea, spinning, spinning in a circle. Very clever, very creative lady. So we appreciate her ideas as well. Okay, all right. So I don't know if any of you have tried or used friction reducers, but I'm happy to entertain if you've uh, if you've done any done anything or you want to put anything in the chat that you've tried that I didn't show tonight. Uh, please go ahead and do that um, if you want to. Um, and that's what I wanted to show you tonight. So um, I love this quote: "Let friction park." A spark your passion instead of burning out. Friction makes lots can make our lives very difficult. So thinking about how friction reducing sheets can really help us trigger specificity, um, repetition, and intensity that the evidence says we need to be doing. So that's what I have tonight, and I'm happy to take questions or any uh, feedback. So just a special thanks to Jan, all our community partners, our students, their rock stars. We appreciate them. So thank you for attending and please let me know, let me know what, uh, what feedback you have for me. Is there a difference in the color? Yeah, I like using them for lateral. Um, as far as I know, Patreon, I think they're just different colors, but their sizes too, I think. Sometimes the different colors mean different sizes. So um, if I recall, uh, when we used the Patreon, the blues were like the extra large, like really big ones and Katie can, and Stephanie can, can correct me on those, but sometimes it's about size. Um, how do you clean the friction reducer? So the ones that you saw, most of the ones in those videos were disposable. Um, um, and so they're just kind of, this is the patient that can be used 10 to 25 times depending on what you're doing with it. The uh, other transfer slide sheets can be vulnerable. Uh, they also can be uh, wipeable. So a lot of them are microbial as well. Just depends on the brand that you get. Um, have I had problems with patients slipping forward? Um, I just set that up right. So again, if you've got to be ready for that, especially on the slide board, but oftentimes I'll fold the sheet and make it more narrow so that the sheet is more on the butt and the extra goes out the back, like so on their backside. And again, trying to keep um, some thigh on the slide board, um, that's really hard. And so you always wanna watch for that. If you're gonna do that, making sure that they've got butt and thigh definitely on the slide board. So that's something you really wanna be cautious about. If we're in the harness, I'm not as worried about it, but if you don't have a harness, um, just cutting them pause in the last version. You know, I have not seen that, um, that cutting them. And, and um, I know Patreon says that, great, cut them, use them however you want to. Um, so they've given us permission to do that. I, I can't speak to other slide, slide sheets and other companies. Um, are they expensive? The slide, um, I think that for 20, 
of the um boy i have to i know that different models are expensive i think um i know some are like eight dollars a piece some are five dollars a piece uh some are three dollars a piece and they all they're all a little bit different so um the three and the three and 350 usually buy them in packs of 20. um and i know that uh the patron folks can 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 say more about that um and so it's all depends on where you get them from the one that the slide sheets that came on the roll those are pretty thin and really only one or two uses in my experience the ones uh patrons i've used oh gosh 25 25, 30, 40 times and never really had an issue um, with them breaking down. Um, and those run about, I think, between three and five dollars, depending on the brand that you get. Um, are there different types? Yes, there's lots of different types of friction reducer devices out there, lots of them. So um, I think Katie is giving a link. You can ask for a free one from Patreon. They'd be happy to send you one but you just kind of have to investigate. And can I share videos to show you? Yes, I can. Get, if you want to email me and I can give you uh, some of those videos to show, yep, you're, or you can show them the, the video, the webinar. You could show the, um, the link to the webinar because that will be available too. But if you want to email me, I can send you some videos specifically. Sure. Yeah. Any other thoughts? I really appreciate the audience and uh, you know just being able to share some of these creative ideas. So thank you so much. All right, well, it looks like it's time to wrap up. Thank you, Jamie. And sure. thank you everyone for attending tonight. And it's a beautiful night still here in Illinois anyway. So try and get out there and enjoy that warm weather before it gets cold. All right, thanks again. All right, good night, night everybody. Bye.